Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday, April 23rd. Uh, as we uh, close out this week, yesterday was, uh, well, not the, uh, not the best day we could have had. And we'll talk about more of the reason why that happened uh, in just a moment when Dave uh, pops on the line here. Before we do that, let me just remind you that, uh, hey, there's a lot of risks that could come about from places that we don't necessarily expect. Um, and so if you don't know what that risk could do to your portfolio, that can be a problem. That's why we have the financial x-ray. Let's do and walk you through our financial x-ray. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Folks need to know how much risk they have in their current portfolio. Hey, Dave's up uh, next. I point seven. That's Carlton there. Good morning. Hello. I'm glad you're here today. And if I don't say it often enough, thank you. I appreciate you joining me. I'm Morning Dave. It's at 8.40 now. 9.40. I'm still on central time in my brain. Time to check in on your money and see what Wall Street's doing to you today. Downtown, let's check in. Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler's on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well as we uh, close out this week. It was, uh, man, not a pretty day yesterday. And uh, we'll have to see if we can close this week a little stronger. It would be a big improvement. Yeah, I got greasy yesterday about the middle of the day. And it was one of those days where I was kind of out of the loop on current events, what was going on in the news ticker. One o'clock, everything pretty much went poof. And we fell like a rock for a while after what looked like it was the beginning of a, a pretty good day. And it was the Biden administration proposing a great big capital gains tax increase, which, uh, okay, fine, it's a political football, but uh, investors were completely unimpressed, weren't they? Definitely, definitely. And they showed it yesterday with their moves in the market. So, you know, he is proposing uh, that the long-term capital gains rate go to 39.6%, I think, but for the ultra wealthy people, he's going to add a surtax, which would make it higher than the ordinary tax rate and push it up to like 43 or 46 percent. Oh, yeah. You know, without getting into a long term rant, because we've got a lot of other news coming out today. Uh, doggone it all. One of the uh, things that people don't think of when they talk about those evil, greedy stockholders, those evil, greedy stockholders are my IRA, your 401k, and, uh, you know, our retirement accounts are the process. And if you tank the stock market and you tank those big investors, you're going to end up getting the rest of a squad as well. Uh, that's right. You know, and that's the case. I mean, we saw that, uh, you know, back in 08, you know, people had to postpone their retirement because of what happened in the stock market. And, and so that is what happens when we see a big decline in the market is it changes people's plans and the perspective. And so that can be uh, problematic for our country as a whole. Yep. And to give you an idea to quantify it, the Dow was down 321 points yesterday. That's almost one full percent. And most of that decline took place after 1 p.m. Uh, 38 points down on the Standard & Poor's. That also is close to a full percent. NASDAQ also almost a full percent, down about 132 points. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Wall Street is not impressed with taxation policy proposals. 
No, it's definitely not. And so uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, maybe, maybe they caught somebody's attention, but uh, uh, that's, that's probably hopeful thinking. Uh, yeah, given the fact that the uh, Secretary of the Treasury is Janet Yellen, who once said she thought the market was overvalued, I think our, uh, that would be a pipe dream. Yeah, exactly. This point that uh, that they uh, stand up and take notice is definitely going to be an issue. Uh, and, and I've talked about this a lot in some workshops I've done and when I sit down with clients is that, you know, this whole taxing situation is it's going to filter down to you and me and everybody else. Um, the waiter and the waitress and the guy that works at McDonald's are all going to suffer because of the tax increase. Absolutely. It's an old Paul Harvey line, and I've quoted it a thousand times, but it is a truism that corporations don't pay taxes, they collect them because their stockholders are still going to get an ROI or the CEO loses his job. So consequently, they're going to make it up one way or the other, and that's going to come in and increase prices. So, Yeah, corporate tax increase just simply means we're putting a tax on ourselves that we don't see in our withholding from our paychecks every week. Uh, looking at a couple of economic reports that are coming out today, we're kind of waiting on a building permit report that was up fractionally last month. But at 10 o'clock this morning, uh, we're going to be getting new home starts. I think it's uh, new home starts. No, it's actually and, new, uh, new home sales, Dave. New home sales, sales coming out at 10 o'clock today. Okay, I couldn't I, I, my notes, I forgot to whether it right starts or sales. Last month, it was like an 18% tanking, if you remember. Uh, they're expecting to see like a 12% rise this month. That we can cross our fingers for being something that will buoy the market up. But then again, existing sales we got out yesterday morning were not what we were looking for, right? No, they really weren't. They, they missed by a tenth of a percent, which, hey, we talk about millions. That's 100,000 fewer existing home sales than they expected. Now, the issue does become, and you have to think about this part too, is it an inventory issue? Could it be an inventory issue? And, and I think it, it could be when it comes to existing home sales. Yeah, and if we if you use Florida as a template, you can almost say for sure it was an inventory issue. But you got to remember that we're in a boom bust economy here in Florida, and we are booming at the moment. Other parts of the country are doing well, just not quite as crazy well as our home selling business is. Well, that's true, and you probably got some states like uh, the Northeast that uh, they probably have extra inventory because people are leaving. Exactly. Taking a snapshot and calling us a cross-section of the country, when you talk about home sales and our weird economy we got in Florida, it's uh, probably not necessarily safe. There are other parts of the country that are kind of well-behaving almost normally. Other tidbits out this morning that could affect money. Uh, the guy from Intel that runs that company says the uh, international chip shortage could last another two solid years. That's probably not going to help the tech indexes any, is it? No, it really won't. And, uh, and the, the maybe it will cause them to start building some more factories. And maybe, just maybe here in the United States, we may benefit from that. And the other thing that we want to talk about just before we go into some earnings is Bitcoin. Yes. You know, really? Yeah, Bitcoin is taking it um, on, the, on the tail there. They are down 21% from the high of last Thursday. So last Thursday, uh, Bitcoin was trading at $63,333, and right this minute, it is $49,697. So um, it's really taking it. So somebody thought they were a rocket scientist buying Bitcoin a couple of weeks ago. Right now, they're kind of licking their wounds and not admitting they did it, I'd bet. 
Uh, that could very, very, very well be because um, uh, a month ago, back on March 12th, um, Bitcoin was at 56600 <laughs> It's not even a midterm capital gain right now, is it? No, no. Folks would have to go back to uh, about the uh, uh, middle of February to have at least be breaking even right now. I don't really want to say I'm uh, taking delight in that because I hate seeing anybody lose money. But the folks that uh, think they're being adventurous, and uh, except for the ones that were buying it was thirty dollars, uh, I'm kind of saying let's uh, let's uh, let this market settle a little bit before we call it a an investment product. Well, that's true. And then I, I want to switch gears again on you, Dave. That we didn't talk about this before. I'm I'm just kind of blindsiding you left and right here, but. Uh, Hey, in Texas, they've got another problem, and it could be a problem across the country if we're not careful. And that is another um, variance of the COVID nineteen vaccine of the of the COVID uh, COVID uh, virus that mm-hmm. uh, they're calling the BV one that is uh, resistant to the antibodies, evidently. Oh, good God! Just more we needed to hear. Uh, it's D-Day for the Johnson & Johnson virus, too, by the way. They're going to uh, vote as to whether or not to uh, bring it back onto the market after uh, one more of death that came in from blood clotting. Again, we're talking primarily uh, younger women in childbearing years, for the most part, that have ended up falling victim to this. But uh, they probably will restart distributing the J&J vaccine, but I wonder if they'll allow it for men only. Well, that or they'll put the warning signs out there and, and, you know, let everybody make their own choice, too, because that was still we're talking about six out of what, six or seven million. Um, not not to, you know, to to say that's good. But, you know, when it comes to just the numbers that they're used to seeing when they test these things, that's um, kind of an anomaly. Yeah, we're both trying to walk around the notion of acceptable death rate because no death rate is acceptable. But, yeah, when you're talking about, like, uh, you know, two out of seven million, it's not a monster uh, syndrome, but it's something that people have to watch out for. Absolutely. And so, well, I'm sure they'll continue to do more studies. And all the vaccines, I think, are continuing to go through more and more studies to find out exactly long term what's going to happen. Absolutely. They're testing Pfizer on the little kids right now just to make sure it's all right. So, yeah, we're continuing to test in addition to distribution. It is earnings season and the flood continues. Got a pile of them. What are the high points we got coming out this morning, Philip? Well, we do have a pile, Dave, that's for sure. We got Kimberly Kimberly Clark, another one of the consumer product uh, companies, kind of like P&G, except for they um, had wider than expected Profits uh, and for and they gave full year guidance that came in below what the expectations were, um, hmm. and so weaker weaker than expected profits, lower expectations for the year. You know what that means, right, Dave? Top of my loser list is what it means. Bet. Down almost four percent this morning uh, before we get going. Kind of the opposite of what P and G was yesterday. So uh, yep. yeah, how can you how can you screw up toilet paper? I don't know. <laughs> And the, uh, then we have Mattel. Uh, we haven't talked about them in a while. They used to be kind of high on our list of, of discussion points, but uh, yeah. they, uh, they had a really good quarter, 47% sales growth um, over the year ago comparison. Um, so that, that was good news for them. Smaller than expected loss and the revenues came in better than expected. Strong sales of uh, Barbie dolls and Hot Wheels. So uh, 
some good things there. They're trading up. They should be on your big winners list, Dave. They're up 6.8%, opening at a new 52-week high right now. Cool. Kind of interesting because this year we haven't had a whole lot of merchandising tools with the movies driving toy sales. It'll be interesting to see what Hasbro does because they seems to always be a zero-sum game between Mattel and Hasbro. That's true. That's true. Then we look at the financial world again. We'll go back to American Express. Uh, they had a good quarter. They beat by over a dollar a share. Um, the revenue came in still a little slightly short of, of what the forecast was. Um, so they've... Uh, they're, they're taking it a little bit in the shorts. They're down uh, oh, almost 5% this morning. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, I guess not a good thing. An yeah. exception for the financial business, too. Yeah, exactly. Hey, we did, uh, you know, we've talked about a couple of oil services businesses this week Halliburton, Baker Hughes. We had another mm. one come out, Schlumberger. Um, they, uh, they had better than expected uh, profits and revenues. Um, upbeat report uh, with everybody else. They're basically even this morning, which might be good considering some of the other things are heading down today. And then let's uh, let's kind of get off on a high note again before we leave this uh, this show. Skechers came out and beat the estimates on both top and bottom line uh, for the last quarter. And for them, it was because of strong overseas demand for its shoes. And uh, this number you you should like, Dave. It's up 10.3% this morning. Cool. Doesn't show up on my list, but they're evidently not big enough to show up there. But that's a nice growth. That's it. <laughs> but, and it's leisure leisure and, and athletic wear as well. So that indicates that people are staying active worldwide. Yeah, exactly. So so some good numbers there on their side. So, um, But the question is, well, how are we going to start the day off? And, uh, well... It's uh, kind of a mixed bag right now. We got the Dow actually down, Dave, uh, $46, which is about uh, a little over a tenth of a percent. We've got the S&P 500, uh, you call it flat, it's up $2.63, not even a tenth of a percent. And the uh, NASDAQ is up just a tad over um, a tenth of a percent. So uh, nothing earth shattering there. We go to the commodity side of the coin. Silver's up about three quarters of a percent. Gold's up about seven tenths. Crude oil's really about where it was yesterday, though it's down uh, two tenths of a percent from its close. It's at $61.30 a barrel. I think we're starting to establish a trading range, not necessarily where, where, where we want it, but stability would be nice, wouldn't it? It, it would be, definitely. I got you. Mixed bag overseas markets. The uh, Asian rim markets were uh, mostly up by a little bit, but nothing exciting. European markets are looking at us and going, uh-oh, they're kind of falling more than a half a percent across the board in Europe right now. Philip, helping me get my retirement stable and knowing where my risk is is vitally important during times like this because, well, uh, the administration opens their mouth and all of a sudden things go to heck in a handbasket all in one day. Nice to know I'm protected from that. How do I find you to get that protection? Absolutely, Dave. And it's just not uh, political stuff here. It can be geopolitical stuff worldwide that causes us some headaches when it comes to risk. And that's why it's important to know exactly how much risk you have in your portfolio. Give us a call for a second set of eyes to run through and determine how much risk you do have. The number is 863 382-0037. Check out our website, statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. 
And back here on Monday morning, hopefully with better news after the weekend, has a chance to let everybody exhale. Philip, you have a good one. We'll see you Monday, all right? All right, man. You have a great weekend, and I will talk to you again on Monday. Thank you so much. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. From the pitch. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope uh, you have a great weekend. I look forward to uh, speaking to you again on Monday. Take care, guys.